How's it going, Danny? I'm well. How are you, Tyler? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Just getting it as smoky in here as it is outside. Ugh. I have to fucking chew the air outside. God damn. Anyway, hey, everybody. This is Fried Squirms. I'm Tyler. I'm Danny. And we're here to get stoned and talk about horror movies. This week, we finish off a weird run we've been having. I think we kind of mentioned it in one of the episodes, but we never really went into the backstory of how we've picked basically the last <laughs> month of movies. We sat down and we're trying to figure out what the fuck to watch before we did the 1932 mummy and realized we'd done a shit ton of really recent movies and a shit ton of 80s movies. Yeah, we were on a run of those. Not even really, you know, aware of that way we're doing that. So we're like, let's buck the trend. We haven't went old and we haven't hit other decades in a bit. So we decided to do at least 130s, 150s, 170s, 190s, and now 110s. And there's a whole slate of fucking movies we could have chose from the 10s. We spent an hour last week fucking baked looking through them all and went with the one that I had never heard of before. (laughs) That's okay. I was familiar with it. So this week, the fried squirms are pleased to get stoned and talk about Adam Chaplin. But before we do that, let's get in our green hits. I know that we've both already lit up our J's, but Danny, what, what is this that you brought me? All right. So this week I brought over, I believe a strain we've probably both brought over before, but nonetheless, I brought over Sour Diesel. And that is a sativa dominant hybrid, 90-10% split. The THC usually ranges somewhere in the 20s. Over at Flower, it is 24.7%. It's known for having candy, citrus, dank diesel, skunky and sweet flavors, dank diesel and sweet aromas, and you'll feel energized, euphoric, happy, and uplifted with this strain. Cool. So this week, normally I'm a little bit more of a sativa guy, especially this past year. I'll definitely have little indica moments. It's been like an indica-heavy week for me. This is technically a hybrid, but it leans at indica a touch. I brought some Lemonhead OG, which is a cross between OG Kush and C4. I mostly just love the fucking flavor. It's got a real potent lemon minty flavor. Look, I've been smoking enough this weekend for it to couch lock me, but as far as fucking indicas go, it's a little bit more of just the mellow you out rather than make you fucking just get wrecked. Like, all right, go to bed. Yeah, it's a little bit more just the, okay, I'm going to fucking mellow right now. Yeah, I'm cool with that. And in fact, maybe even a little bit of a head buzz for a body mellow. I definitely feel it in the head a little bit. No complaints, though. While we're on our green hits, a couple things to bring up to talk about. I know we don't hit news very much anymore, but fucking Comic-Con just happened, and they talked about some shit that we'd actually be interested in. But as a reminder, we do have a Patreon now. If you're not a patron, then the most basic thing that all of our patrons get is all the episodes a week earlier. So this is going to be fucking old news if you're listening to us and you're not a patron. I know. You're living in the past. Otherwise, you're just a week out like normal or in like a week and a half. We have just the (laughs) most spaced out recording (laughs) schedule. But yeah, check out our Patreon. Even if you're not going to be a patron... Go check it out. There's a poll to fit so we can find out what it would take to get you to become a patron. A bunch of different tiers ranging from everything from getting the episodes early to being able to talk with us on Discord, getting your name shouted out. 
while we're fucking getting stoned here at the yeah. beginning of the episodes, all that sort of thing. Anyway, now to the news. Oh, that's patreon.com slash frightsworms. Anyway, to the news. So we watched two trailers. The first one you know more about because you actually finished the series. I never got to the end. So we got more full-length Dexter trailer. What do you think? Well, considering <laughs> how everybody was so displeased with how the series ended, it's nice to see that they're like, all right, we listen to the fans. We're going to try to something, see what happens. So right now, I'm intrigued enough because I do like Michael Hall a lot. So it's fun to see him return in as the Dexter role. He's kind of like made for that role, dude. Yeah. And yeah, seeing some of those other cameos, guest appearances and stuff. So it'll be fun. I like the name drop. Oh, yeah. How his assumed alias yeah, is funny. Lindsay, uh, Mr. Mr. Lindsay. Lindsay. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's Jim Lindsay rather than Jeff Lindsay. But that's pretty funny, though. Still, I like yeah, it. Yeah, I thought that was a good little reference. I didn't finish the series. Is there anything that you see that ties in in any way that you're like, oh, shit. Oh, OK. I read a little bit about a particular character that's supposed to return. OK. I don't want to spoil anything. Because right now it's just a rumor. I don't know how true it is. Well, his sister, right? No, I didn't hear that. Oh, because see, it's I heard another that. character. I heard that, and everyone was like, wait, what? How? Well, if that is the case, I'm curious how they're bringing her back. Yeah. But there's another quote unquote big bad character. I'm curious how they're going to bring this person back if they decide to go down this route. And I'll mention it to you once we move and transition into the next segment. But you know what? Fuck it. There was one other one that I had heard was okay. Trinity. Yeah. Which is the season that I left off after. Right. And I would say arguably after that, there's a huge I left off, off after a good, at a good spot. Yeah. <laughs> part of the reason, I mean, I'm just going to go on a quick tangent. Part of the reason why is because there was a writer's, what would they call that? Oh, was, was that during the writer's strike? Yeah. Okay. So there's a lot of writers who were working on Dexter who were on strike, and they mm. brought in different writers. And so there's a drop-off in the writing. You can tell. So that's what happened. Gotcha. Unfortunate circumstances. Yeah, I had heard a couple of weeks ago that Trinity was supposed to show up somehow. Yeah, so. dude. I'm like, I'm all for it if that's the case, because that was one of the better seasons, if not the best season. Mm -hmm. It was show. last week I heard the rumor that somehow they're... Like, I'm curious. There's a lot of stuff. Going to bring in a sister. There's a lot of stuff that happened that has a lot of different implications. Like, I'm curious to see what they do with it. That's what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. I'm curious about the location and his interactions and what he's up to. I mean, it was alluded that he was a lumberjack and all that stuff, so we'll see. The second one we watched was for the Chucky series. Now, this is the one that Mancini worked on, not to be confused with huh. that Chucky reboot movie that is definitely not canon that came out pretty recently. No, I was telling you after we had watched it. I'm, like, I'm curious, man. I wasn't sure if it was like a TV movie or if it was a series, and then it's like, oh, it's a series. I'm like, all right, I'm curious to see how they play this out. It looks interesting enough. It looks truer to the original than where even the original set of sequels went. But it looks like it's kind of intentionally leaving the door open to get just as silly if it wants to. Yeah. If I that mean, makes sense. I see the names attached to it. I don't mean like the actors. I mean like who's dropping a sci-fi and you say, mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, they tend to get silly at times. They're, they're not out of that ballpark. So 
And also, Chucky actually killing, like, high school-age kids seems way dark. Oh, man. I know. I'm not going to say what I said, but I was like, this is a little edgy, especially right now. So that's why I'm kind of curious to see what they do with it. How far do they lean into that? Right? I don't know, but it looks like high school kids are getting off <laughs> and not like 30-year-olds playing high school kids. Actually, yeah. I don't know how old some of these actors are. Maybe yeah. they, maybe some of them are just super young looking, <laughs> but... I don't know. Maybe. And there was one other bit of news where there wasn't a trailer attached, but the details sort of all leaked out, I think, between yesterday and this morning. David Gordon Green, who's giving us this new fucking Halloween trilogy that so far is awesome. That first one was great. Oh, I loved it. The yeah. trailer for the second one looks great. We're down. And it sounds like it was all done with a trilogy in mind, so I can only imagine that the story's going to continue into that last bit and just be awesome as well. But we'll see, you know. Maybe this second one ends up sucking Donkey Duck somehow. David Gordon Green's working with Blumhouse to give us an Exorcist trilogy. That I'm curious about, but I have my reservations because of the second part of what you said. It's going to be a possessed little girl whose father is Leslie Odom Jr., who's most famous probably for Hamilton. Okay. He's amazing. So he seeks out Chris McNeil, Ellen Burstyn. Oh, wow. Okay. They got her back for the first time since the original. Wow. Interesting. That'll be fun. She's a good actress. I don't know, man. I'm excited because I think Gordon Green's got a good track no, record I, of reboots going right now. I'm cool with him. I'm curious to see how far Blumhouse will let him go with it. That's what I'm getting at. Right. Yeah, because they'll let you toe the line, but, I mean, you got to think Exorcist. And we're not saying that they don't put out good flicks. That's not what we're we saying. enjoy their shit. Mm-mm. There's a certain boundary, like I said, that they're willing to go to, and then this... They kind of appeal to the masses. I mean, it's no offense, mm-hmm. but that's kind of how I feel about it. You know, I know we've already made our feelings known about this subject. Yeah, listen to our Purge episodes. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they're fun, but we, we kind of know what we're going to get. They're never going to push it past a certain limit. Exactly, exactly. And we, Where we are they going to define that limit for this movie? Because you could argue that portions of the original might cross the line that Blumhouse sometimes makes even now in the modern day. Yeah, so... So I'm getting at it. It'll be interesting to see what they do with it. At least they've got David Gordon Green on board, so at least that's a step in the right direction. Would Blumhouse allow the your mother sucks cocks in hell line? Oh, man, you know. They usually don't let you play too. That's it a good seems point. like they stay back from that's the sexual too much. That's a solid point. Yeah, that's a solid point. They'll allude to things, but not really go down that path. But I don't even know if I'd want them to use that line because then I would feel like, ah. Right, right. But you know what but I'm saying. I, yeah, like, but, but something we should have an equivalent. To, I think that's a solid argument there. Like, I don't think they're willing to do the equivalent to. I mean, I'd be surprised as fuck if they did. But I, once again, have my reservations. Like, I have my doubts about that. Yeah, I don't know what an equivalent line would be, but does it make it into the Blumhouse version? Well, if they're dealing with daddies here. Mm, right? <laughs> Oof. I don't know. I'm impressed they got Burstyn back. Dude, that's saying something. So Emmy, Oscar, and Tony winning. Yeah. I know not too long ago we talked about Requiem for a Dream because of the Wesley Brothers and shit, scary movie. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, that was interesting. They got her on board for that, let alone Exorcist. She, like I said, she's a great actress. So another really good name to have on board with that. It looks like it does already have release date. Huh. 
basically it's a year after he finishes the Halloween. So let's see, 2023 probably? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because we're getting this Halloween this year. We're getting the last one next year. Yeah, presumably. So, mm-hmm. Did they film them back to back? I could be wrong, but I think maybe. Or portions maybe. Perhaps. Maybe not the whole thing, but right. they made sure to get certain things already, something like that. That like, would make more sense. While they had the sets and like... They already have take like, advantage of it. You're the idea the in same place. People, like right? this has been announced as a trilogy from the get go. So right. like they have some things in place. You would think for right. at least an outline of where the story is going, even if the script isn't yeah. completely That's full. A, this so. is a deep cut, but he could pull a Jess Franco. He's got all the actors. He's just like, all right, we're filming this scene. You're like, what scene is this for? Just we're doing it. We're doing it. It'll make sense in post. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> I'm going to try to keep an open mind on The Exorcist just because I know that there's going to be a lot of people that don't just because they don't want to see it get rebooted. There's going to be purists regardless, you know, but we've already talked about, you know, some of the extended universe with this. It's still something to play with. It's still something interesting enough. It has an audience. There's no way it's going to be as bad as fucking the beginning slash Dominion. Yeah, I know. If it does, oh, man. But will it be as watchable as the beginning? <laughs> I know, dude. We got through those, right? Absolutely. What else we got to lose at this point? <laughs> Exorcist 3 wasn't bad. No, it's actually really good. I remember watching that one a long time ago. That's a whole different story, but yeah. Two's a pile of shit. Yeah, that one's a whole different mess, but, you know. <sighs> I want to chalk that one up to cocaine. The book's good. Yeah. It's what been a while since I read it, but I remember it being even creepier than the movie, so. There you go, so. What I'm getting at is, like, it has enough appeal, and it's always going to have an audience for the supernatural, demons, all that nonsense, so. We'll see. We'll see. And Leslie Odom, like, I'll, I'll watch it, because I know. I'm, like, fucking, so I'm curious. I'm Hamilton stan, so. Like, once we see a trailer or something to the equivalent of that, I'm going to hold off, but I'm hopeful for now. With this timeline, it's going to be two years till we see a trailer. And that's okay. That gives them enough time to get some stuff figured out. We might have forgot that we fucking talked about it by then. <laughs> I know it's going to be weird, but it's okay. That's okay. Anyway, let's get off the... Man, I'm already fucking almost I know, we stoned. <laughs> let's go start talking about fucking the guts and bolts of Adam Chaplin. Guts and bolts. All right, guts and bolts for Adam Chaplin. Who and what went in the making of this? Spoiler free. Got our setup for the movie. A man is on a quest for revenge after his wife is killed by some criminals, very undefined criminals that she owed money to. Is it a spoiler to say that, like, also it's like the setup for this movie is that it's also billed as being one of the bloodiest movies ever. So just ultra splatter exactly that's pretty, that's a setup yeah it's exciting it's bare bones it gives you exactly what this film's about without really getting into too much detail so i like it that sounds like a warning it's actually set up for this no it, don't, it totally <laughs> is a setup man it really is you've been warned all right so we do like talking about the cast and crew from week to week and this week surprisingly it's mostly one guy it really is so our director our writer, cinematographer, editor, the music, and some of the special effects, along with producing this, 
was all done by Emmanuel DeSanti. Outside of not only doing all of what I just said, but also starring as mm-hmm. Adam Chaplin. His other film credit is for the film Judy from 2014, right? Now, I didn't mention that he worked in special effects because he helped with the animatronics and prosthetics along with Necrostorm staff. He, along with Giulio DeSanti, which is his brother, helped produce the film. This was produced by Necrostorm, also distributed by Necrostorm for the 2011 worldwide DVD release. It was released on October 31st, Halloween of 2011 in Italy, and the tagline is nothing can prepare you for this extreme fight. So I've already mentioned our star, <laughs> along with all those other credits, <laughs> right? Emmanuel DeSanti plays Adam Chaplin. Valeria Sanino plays his wife, Emily. She's also known for the film, not to be confused with the band, Bad Brains, okay. and the film Sank, which means five in French. Chiara Maffella, she plays Denny Richards along with Christian Riva. He plays Denny Richards as well. Mm. Big bad guy. Mm-hmm. All right, now Christian's known for... Now, mind you, all of these films are Necrostorm films, so that's where you'll find these. But he's known for being in uh, Teatro City, Hotel Inferno's 1 through 3, the film The Mildew from Planet Zonadar, and Little Necro Red. Okay. All right. Paolo Luciani plays the role of Ben... Monica Munoz, along with Vilmar Zamosa, they play Mike Carrera, which is the makeup face mm-hmm. guy. Monica was also in Teatro City and Hotel Inferno. Vilmar is also in Teatro City, along with Hotel Inferno 1 through 3, The Mildew from Planet Zonadar, and <laughs> Little Necro Red. Alessandro Gramanti plays Clarence. He's the inspector in okay. the film. And Giulio DeSanti plays Derek, who is the brother of Ben. He was also in Teatro City, Hotel Inferno, Little Necro Red. He's also a director, a writer, producer, and special effects because he and his brother are both the yeah, owners right. of Necrostorm. So it makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, that's pretty much your cast and crew. You gave us a setup. Should give you some warnings. Holy shit. First off, holy shit. Thanks to Emmanuel DeSanti, we're already through the guts and bolts. Well, we really are, right? <laughs> I imagine that that's how, if we talked about action movies, that's how short it would be if we were talking about El Mariachi <laughs> with Robert Rodriguez's fucking one-man film crew. Yeah, I'm cool with that, man. All right, warnings. This is billed as one of the bloodiest movies ever. If you go watch the trailer, it's gorier than 60% of the movies we cover. Oh, easily. That's easily. the trailer. Especially um, with the more recent films, too, we mm-hmm. reviewed, yeah. Far outweigh them. So, like, that's the main warning, is that there is just insane levels of violence, gore, and blood. Yeah. You mentioned it already. Splatter. It's a splatter film. It's a splatter film. It's an action splatter horror revenge. Yeah, Italian style. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Is there language? Yeah, there's a little bit of language. (laughs) You know, but it's subtitles, so, you know. You don't have to read it. <laughs> There's kind of boobs. Kind of, but not, not really. But yeah, yeah, technically kind of. Not the good kind. You're probably not going to fap to them. Probably. Yeah. We, mm, there's always a chance. But <laughs> look, if you're... <laughs> like I said, we're not going to try to kink shame. <laughs> we're not trying to kink shame, but like... If that's what you're into, there's probably other things in this movie that do it more for you anyway. Right, and there's a film that's supposed to be kind of coming out about that kind of stuff. 
So, yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, just buckets of blood. Let's go with that as the warning. I like it. Fists exploding faces. <laughs> Let's get in and just talk about this fucking crazy movie. How does that make you squeal? All right, 2011, Adam Chaplin. What the fuck? How do more people not talk about this movie? How did you see this fucking movie? Yeah. Because it's Necrostorm, right? And like, well, you checked out some Necrostorm at some point? Uh, no, this is actually the only Necrostorm oh, okay. I've seen. The reason I had seen this, partly, is because of a website. I'm not going to necessarily name them because I don't know how... Legal they are? Yeah, so I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say anything don't, about Don't want to out them and yeah, no, 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 no. get the authorities I, on their they, trail? They've got too much good stuff to be doing that. Needless to say, I've also seen this film pop up in some of those Facebook groups that were a part of okay. as well. So I knew that going into the film. I was like, ooh, it's available. And I started watching it. And because of the extreme violence and gore, I was like, I'm already interested. I don't care how shitty it looks. It's like it's already got my attention. So that's my little history. So so how long ago, I guess? No longer than two years ago, but I want to say within the last year. Sweet. Okay. So this film is a fucking trip. It really is, man. It's I was simple excited. shit. Like, it's the crow. Yeah. I would say almost 100%, but pretty damn fucking close. Except, like, you don't feel as bad for the couple because they're not random victims. They never explain, like, how does she owe those assholes money? Right. I don't know. I mean, it's How like, desperate are you to have to go to fucking Masky Mick Inverted Cross? Yeah, for whatever debt that you have. Fucking satanic bane. <laughs> yeah, like... Jason Voorhees, his little brother. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's got to be someone else you can go to alone first, right? You would think. You would think. But I've never been to Italy, so I don't know the circumstances. <laughs> right. Or Heaven Valley. I was going to say, or there. <laughs> Yo, Heaven Valley, there's got to be somebody other than fucking... I know, but they set it up to, like, Heaven Valley is not a very big... Right? It's an ironic name. Of course. All of it is. But it reminded me a little bit. I'll put this, but since we're already kind of treading in the waters here. Some of it made me think of trauma with some of the oh. characters. This is just Italy's Tromaville. That's like, I think they might be influenced by a couple of different sources. I think trauma is one of them. The crow is definitely one of them. Well, this is the crow meets fucking fist of the North. Star. I was going to say, yep. I've heard and seen a lot of comparisons to that already. I never watched much fist of the North star. I'm familiar with what it is, but but like I've heard a lot of descriptions of what it is. I have seen like two or three fights just in like clip videos on YouTube because I'm a little bit of a weeb. Yeah, uh, me too. I mean, but you know, I've got some credentials. I've just never deep dived, but like, yeah, the anime influence, especially in the last half of this movie, hello, can't help but notice it's huge. So like, even if you're not pinpointing it down to something like Fist of the North Star, you're still going. He just fucking animated. Dude. They just did the fucking, the sword duel, except instead he rips out a couple ribs. Exactly. But like, (laughs) I got a fucking execution on For Honor from a character that's making fun of fucking the fact that he's super weeby that has a fucking, (laughs) that does the same thing. Like, you do the sheath and then the blood spurts at the same time. Like, Of course. Come on. How many times? How many times? So... I don't know, like, it's super simple, and, like, it's kind of not that great. Right. But it's amazing. 
I agree. <laughs> this is one of those films, I think, because if you're a fan of this particular subgenre, splatter, gore, all that good stuff, you're probably going to have a little bit more of a bias because we understand that you're not always going to get top shelf. But they do it in a way where it's still fun. It has the manga, you know, anime mm-hmm. flair and some of the other sources that we already mentioned too. So it still feels familiar. It's a simple story. Yeah, it's not the greatest ever, but it's like they have some holy shit moments that keep you going. I do want to get it out of the way off the top. Like, I fucking hate the blue filter on this movie. It's it not, looks bad, but I also have yeah. a feeling that it probably looks worse without. You're probably right. It's probably one of those lesser Technical of two things, evils yeah. due to the fucking budget and shit they're working with. That's what I'm saying, too. So there's a few things we have to take into consideration here. I don't know what the budget is. Probably not a whole lot. No. Considering. <laughs> no, I think they just have some talented people working on it who are, yeah. are passionate and willing to do it for. This uh, gets a little bit into trivia, so this is not like it's it's not unknown, but apparently with some of the CG they said they developed a blood that resembles something like out of a manga mm. or anime. We've already mentioned that. So I think, yeah, I mean, it doesn't look too bad considering. Yeah. But seriously, that blue filter was. Yeah, we could have done without. But you're right. We don't know what it looked like without it either. Could have been real bad. Could have been real bad. Luckily, with something like that, because it is evenly applied over the entire movie, you kind of just get used to it after. Right, right, right. It doesn't become too much of an eyesore, but it's noticeable enough. It's so noticeable. Dude, like legit, my first note is, oh, it's that kind of movie. Because the movie starts with like, whoa. just watching some fucking corrupt police officers <laughs> get their faces punched in. Yeah. That's not an expression. They literally get their right, faces right, punched right, right. in. Yeah, yeah. That this is, is no hyperbole. Exactly, exactly. This is exactly what's happening on screen. Like, literally. I've never got to use that <laughs> phrase literally before. But that is, like, 80% uh, wow. of this movie is people getting their faces punched in. I know it, man. they just getting hammered. You're like, fucking hell. And it's kind of anime come to life. It's the fucking... What you would normally see is just like a couple repeated frames, you know, that oh yeah, that are mimicking still comic motion blur. Makes sense. It's just super sped up and him <laughs> going to town. It's wild, man. I'm like, they did a good job, I think. It's creative. I'll give them that if nothing else. It's creative. Parts of it look cheesy. Right. I mean. But when you get what they're going for, you're like, okay. Yeah, I don't see anybody I've else I've seen a couple it. other films that have tried to do that, like yeah. did the the live-action anime thing, including just some live-action anime adaptations. Like, it's a style. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure how big of a fan I am of trying to do such a literal translation of that movement. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're saying. But it's fucking wild, and I like okay. that. <laughs> I said, it's entertaining, man. That's 100% for sure. I realized there that I was felt like I was starting to sound really down on it when I am not. Like, I no, am I'm cool with it. It's just, I mean, it in has its general, flaws, like, there's things about it that are fucking weird. Most of those things, yeah. though, have nothing to do with when he's beating up people. Oh, no. Fuck. Hell no. It's more uh-huh. having to do with. 
the way he's framed in like every shot that he's not beating up people, <laughs> just weirdly like Instagram model posing. Oh, dude, it's so funny. And just super jacked and shirtless. He was doing a lot of self promotion. <laughs> <laughs> I thought some of the funniest shit to me was when the demon, I know we haven't even talked about that yet, but his little shoulder demon was looking yeah, at the weather. It's fucking Aben and Belial's <laughs> butt baby. I know, Aben. I know. <laughs> Belial. Oh my gosh, this is so funny. They, when I say they, Adam goes inside and, he, and it does that, like that stop, like with mm. the rain coming down. Oh my God. <laughs> what the fuck was that, right? <laughs> He's like, yeah, we can do that too. They're just showing off now. He's flexing. Huh? <laughs> we did it earlier. We're going to do it again. It's like, all right. The most unnecessary <laughs> slow mo since Zack Snyder. Dude, that was <laughs> some grandiose self promotion. Not just that. Let's talk. <laughs> just the way yeah. that they make the Adam Chaplin character walk. That's what I'm getting at. It's like his it's walk kinda, it's still isn't to, natural. No, it looks like still frames from a manga come to life. Maybe that was the intent. And it's, if so, it's a fucking manga fucking <laughs> hero swagger come to life because. That's what it would look like if you actually interconnected those frames. You know what I mean? I mean, this is probably deeper than the film's... Yeah. It's deeper than the film's probably intent, but we have to keep in mind that because he's possessed as well, it's not all him, too. Right, right. There's going to be a little bit of that swagger. Like, I realize that that's like a built-in excuse, it doesn't mean it's not dopey looking. Right. No, no. It's still no excuse. You're right. So you just got to point out the obvious. But I noticed it, too. I was like, all right, whatever. They're going for it. This movie starts with somebody's face being punched in. Dude, I know. They make I can, no bones I can't about it. I can get over that enough. Right. I mean, as soon as the movie starts, you're in it. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, So we've brought him up a couple times. Like, the chick goes to see... His name we get is the Danny Richards. After yeah. that opening scene, we get a little bit of backstory. It's obviously a flashback. It's why all this is going on. Right. I don't know how to tell you why it's obviously a flashback, but everything about this movie shows it as a flashback. That's what this film's going to give you. This is not a hard-to-read movie. Even it's really when they, not, man. Which I guess is something in its favor. Like They don't have to explicitly tell you when something's a flashback or when oh, yeah. something weird's going on. They make it obvious in some way or another. You're right. That has it going in its favor for sure. I never had to question it for no. the most part. I, I have one question, I guess, of that nature. Okay. I'm down. During the interview... When the ginger dead man's anal fucking pustule is talking over his shoulder to the guy and answers a question. Can he hear him in that moment or not? Because he's acting like he can't see him then. That's because he's not close enough to getting killed by him. Because most of those people don't notice the demon until they're close to being killed. That's a good point. Or, I mean, technically he was close to being killed, but like... Yeah, because he does answer him back. He's just like, don't make fun of me or something to that extent. Yeah, and he's like, don't make fun of me. But then it shows a shot from his point of view, and he doesn't see the demon at that right. point. So it could be... So does he see Adam just saying what the demon said to him? Perhaps. I think that's more than likely. Okay. 
I think that's not that it right. fucking matters. No, but I think you're probably right because I know which scene you're talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. That was the only time in the movie it wasn't clear to me, and yeah. that's only because they did that cut that's obviously supposed to be what the detective is seeing, and then they don't show the demon, but yeah. he's still responding to the question. Right, and more than likely it's because it's coming through Adam. Adam. Yeah, that makes sense. I will say this. During the opening, after all the police brutality, is when you do get the reveal of three characters, well, four characters, if you count Emily, mm-hmm. right? Is you get Denny, his sons, Ben, and Derek, because they have her tied up. Right. I never remember which one's Ben and which one's Derek, but I do know that one is fucking blind said Fred. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's Derek. Okay. Ben's the other, yeah. But... There comes a point where, you know, he's talking about how he got punished and lashes and what have you. And she says something to the effect of, oh, God, or she wants to, like, pray or something, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he basically tells her, I wrote it down because I was like, oh, damn. He's like, why are you trying to piss me off? Show this bitch that God doesn't exist. And then that's when. They lied her up. Oh, That was yeah. gnar. Yeah, like, it was. They put the necklace on, which we've already talked about, I don't know how many times, with the St. Peter's Cross. If you want to make the argument that, like, belief helps structure what some of these things actually mean, whether they were created for one thing or another, yeah, like, I get it then, because so many people believe that the inverted cross is a fucking Satanist symbol that it might as well be, even though its know, origins man. aren't are literally the opposite. Well, it shows you how much people really know their history. and. But also, like, with that in mind, why are you even bringing up God in front of the guy who's wearing a mask with an inverted cross? That's asking for trouble. Keep that shit to yourself. Come on. He's already pissed at you. Yeah, you owe him money, and whatever little plea you're giving him right now is not working. He's not hearing it. And yes. he just told you some story about getting lashes from his dad. Right. He and he's off his rocker and giving up on piety. He's like, nobody getting none of that from me. Not even my sons. The effects on her getting lit up were awesome. And <laughs> Nar, she ain't making it to the hospital after that close up we saw of her in the fire. Dude, what the fuck? No way. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> no. That was fucked up. Because it's implied that she lived for a little bit. It's kind of unclear how long. Right. And how all that played out. But we know she survived for some time afterward. She didn't survive what we saw. Oh, there's no fucking way. Also, if that ever happens to me and I survive that, don't let me survive that. Like, oh, slip the dock at 20 to make sure that that fucking morphine dose is a hot shot. I like, know, man. Light me up. <laughs> I mean, you already did once. <laughs> Do it metaphorically the second time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, fuck that noise. I don't, uh uh-uh. Like, he's reliving that in Dreamland when Homeboy comes up and steals the picture, right? Yeah. And his wallet, like, it looked like he just stole the picture, but he mentioned something about a wallet later. Yeah, he actually had that newspaper clipping, too, with Denny. So he had all these mementos, if you will, of the events and what have you. So, yeah, but holy shit, that set his ass off. And that's when we first actually get a good look at Adam Chaplin, and I immediately just wanted an American remake (laughs) with, well, we would also need a time machine, because we would need (laughs) WWF Attitude Era Brood Member Edge. 
Oh, dude, that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. As Adam Chapman. I like it. Edge, yeah. I think it would work. I think I could see that working. As soon as I saw the guy, I was like, oh, he just looks like Edge. Yeah. I think this person has too much bravado would be Triple H, but I think Edge would be just enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, badass. He's Edge dressed like <laughs> fucking Damon Hellstrom, son of Satan from Marvel <laughs> Comics, except with a fucking inverted cross on his chest instead of the fucking what, uh, pentagram. What about Val Venus? And he's not, <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm just going off, but yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be funny. <laughs> but no, Edge, I like it. Yeah, I don't know. I was oh, like, shit, I could see that shit happening. Yeah, you could put Kane in the role of Denny for going wrestlers. Too old now, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean they all are unfortunately, but yeah. Well, and then you could get Sting for Homeboy later on down the line, or funny. Ultimate Warrior. Damn, you could. There's a couple different people you could. See, I like it. We talked about this before. Just enough violence. Mm-hmm. We feel right at home. That'd be fun. I don't know. He gets it. It's just damn. Some, he that guy gets fucked up. That guy gets fucked up. He sees it, though. He's like, it's right behind you. Yeah, he sees the demon. Oh, yeah, but it's too late because he gets punched right in the face. You're like, God damn. <laughs> and that sends some guys down looking for it. They said they saw a ghost or something. Some kid said he saw a ghost. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so one of those officers goes down there and finds the body, has his encounter. It's not pleasant for him either. That's got to be the same sort of feeling or like people that find like the aftermath of like cartel hits. Oh. Shit's got to be, right? Dude, I would never, ever want to come across that, even professionally. No. That's not my thing. But that's the kind of fucking violence we're talking about in this. Oh, like, it's That's what he's fucking leading, leaving behind. Brutal. Yeah, it's just a mess. It's just a mess. It's not even a person anymore, really. Um, but they arrest him, and they bring him back to the police department. And that's where the inspector starts to question him. Like, I don't know if they could have done any of this any different. I don't know, oh no, if there was even supposed to be any tension during this scene, but it's all so obvious that, like, from yeah. what we've seen of Adam to this point, that he's just getting transportation to the PlayStation. Like, nobody fucking arrested him. He went. Yeah. You like, know what I mean? They gave him a ride. I, yes, he willed it. There's nothing about him getting hit in the face by the fucking butt of that gun that's going to matter. No. Because we see of, what his fist can fucking do. He was impervious to all that. I was like... Oh, this is charging me up. All you really doing? So I don't know if there was supposed to be any tension built in that scene, right. other than like the countdown to when the, the fucking, inevitable. Yeah, homeboy's gonna get smashed. But I guess for, because of the way other movies are played, like I was expecting a buildup of tension that never happened. <laughs> no, he just went to business on him. Once he saw the demon, dude, the detective gets <laughs> fucked up. He really does. And that's why I'm like, man, splatter can be fun because of how ridiculous that shit really is. But they do a good job with it, too, even with the ridiculousness of it. We've just said face is getting punched in. This dude gets punched so fucking hard that he fucking splats almost completely flat against the wall behind him and is still almost able to talk through his fucking face before his eye like herniates out right. it reminded me a little bit of what we got with tokyo gore police yes it reminded me of some of that and 
it reminds me of anime violence of over the top yeah. fucking like the ones that actually do blood and gore and shit like crazy yeah exactly it's like it's you have to totally suspend your disbelief there's come on but then he's still asking questions to him mm-hmm. and he's just gurgling oh and even the demons like blah 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 <laughs> they end it yeah set the place partially ablaze it kind of comes back later around that particular scene Mm-hmm. Yeah, he starts to have another flashback. And essentially what I put down is it sets off like the transition between act one and two where Adam has the flashback of where his wife takes him to her secret hiding place. Right. And he tells her, you know, he loves her. And then she says the whole thing about the wind and getting blown away. And for whatever reason, I think they were trying to make a connection somehow between Adam and Danny because as he tells her, he loves her. The guy's eyes opens up. When you get the first bits of mixed, I, I can't remember exactly how it works in, but in that area of the movie, you get the first bit of Denny's flashback to the dog. I wish that they did more with the Dog King <laughs> animation. That was awesome. That's up there with like Cheddar Goblin. That was pretty fun. I was like, wow, what, where is this coming from? <laughs> it was um, fun. I do think that all the Denny flashback stuff would have been a lot more effective if they would have found some way to just show it all in one chunk Mm. rather than split it out over like three or four different moments that are like spread over the last like 35 minutes of the movie. This is kind of dawned on me. I wonder how much this is out of Pet Cemetery. Oh, I didn't even think about that. A little bit. I was like, hold on, wait a minute. This sounds familiar now all of a sudden. It's just Denny's kind of just the kid got to grow up. Yes. It's the kid at the end of the this pet cemetery that won. Oh, yeah. Yep. It's crazy. Which, small tangent, like we talked about it after it first came out. Like, that remake was all right, but that's still a fucking crazy ending having the kid win. Yeah, I agree. It's like, whoa, okay. I'm okay with that. That's kind of interesting. But then why make a prequel? Anyway. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out. We'll find out. But this is where the transition happens because soon after we get the introduction to a new character who we learn is Mike Carrera, there's two homeless dudes just kind of talking about whatever, kind of slumming underneath the bridge. One guy happens to be saving some money and Mike Wait. bumps into him. Mike's fucking introduction in this movie had me fucking rolling. Because you just have, like, what looks like a homeless guy waking up under a fucking bridge. Oh, yeah, bridge, just putting in some uh, Picking butchers. up a couple fucking meat cleavers. Oh, what the and fuck? just making sure that he has them fucking tucked away in his jacket before just Taking ambling a off. Yeah, start my day. Time to have a fucking morning stroll. Literally bumps into one of the guys, and it sets that guy off. Because he's like, you know, you bumped into me, motherfucker, you asshole. Oh, yeah, he wouldn't have none of that. Mike, that is. Because next thing you know, that guy pulls a gun on him, and it's too late. Breaks his arm. <laughs> his buddy picks the gun up, drops it in fear, and gets his face smashed. they <laughs> are like, fuck. Brutal. Why Why does the second guy pick up the gun? <laughs> he didn't even want to be a part of it. He even sets it up. He's like, I don't want to be a part of any of this. And because he said that from the get-go, I honestly think Mike would have let him go. Yeah, I'm like, that's on him, dude. I ain't got nothing to do with this dumb shit. As soon as he picked up that gun, though, he was fucked. Yeah, he cocked it on top of it. It's yeah. one thing to pick it up. It's another thing to cock it. That's intent. Not with Mike. No, uh-uh. That was his game over, bro. You don't have to know him 
Wow. Well, to know that because you just saw what he did to uh, your friend. <laughs> because I had seen this prior, I only seen it this one time prior to us going into reviewing it. Were there any of those moments too when like something that brutal happened where you were like, it's like, damn, damn, that's like hyper brutal, like really mm-hmm. brutal. I don't know how you felt about those moments. I mean, it was just like, oh shit. The, I mean, this one especially, I was just like, that's on you fucks. But I also, I don't know, every time I was kind of just like, oh shit, they're doing it. All right. All right. This guy's just going to get his fucking face cleaved in twain. He's fucked. You're fucked, bud. Honestly, it made me want to like have an excuse to try to do some of those effects ourselves for something. That'd be fun. I mean, I don't know what, but like something. Be like, Patrick. Can you try this? <laughs> Patrick, let us try this. Let's get it on film. You know how to film things, weird things. Let's do some weird fucking serial killer shit. Yeah, he might be up for it. We'll see. We'll see. Let us fucking <laughs> slice somebody's face in half. Jesus. We'll man. figure out how to do it. What I found interesting because I, I forgot some of this stuff too because I'd only seen it once is right after he, you know, fucks those guys up, Mike that is, he starts to put on the face makeup underneath and we don't quite know what it is yet. We just see him put it on. Right. Then he goes to sleep. Cops come out, arrest him. They bring him back. That's where Ben and Derek are back at the station and they're blackmailing him because he has a checkered past because of his service. They found some shit on him. Mm hmm. I was thinking, man, it's kind of a coincidence. It happens very often, but last week we were talking about Fred Williamson, who plays Frost in From Dust Till Dawn, where he has his like Viet Cong moment. Yeah. And I was like, I wonder what kind of history this guy has. Is it similar? <laughs> that was one of the things I was like, they kept just being like, oh, we're not going to bring up what it is. It's but just it's super worse vague. than a broken arm. And I'm like, yo, in a movie where you're fucking punching heads off, why aren't you saying this dude's war crimes? Tell us. Just tell us what the fuck You've already been showing are. us. I don't give a shit. Like, and you might be like, well, that just makes him all the scarier. Like, no, it doesn't. Like, all for all I know, this guy was fucking touching kids, which doesn't make me think he's going to be a fucking badass when it comes up against. No, dude. He you know no what chance. I mean? Yeah. Like, give us the war crime so I know what kind of badass he's supposed to I be. I wanted to hear some story of him, like, butchering, just butchering things. Not that doing war crimes makes you a badass. No, but no, like, no, 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 in a no. movie like this, that's... We need some credence. Yeah. Yeah, give me your credentials. That's Hello. what that should have been his credentials was his war crimes. Yeah, like I said, we're not we're not advocating for these things. I'm saying in a film like this, we want to hear about it because you're setting it up. And because you've already been punching people's fucking faces. Off. Yes, come on, dude. You punched a guy into a wall so hard that he flattened. Look, you're committed, we're committed. Keep going. <laughs> Give us what we want. But it was Vegas. But it really was. Fucking you just had blind boy George up there. Oh, <laughs> And blackmail, blackmail, blackmail. Cool, we're going to send Mike into this building. Yeah. And so they do. They send him into, was it Sector 3 in the building that he had just fucking murdered the inspector in? Mm -hmm. So when Mike Mm -hmm. goes in there, he finds the photo of Adam's wife. Right. And it comes out just in the nick of time after all those cockroaches fall and what have you. And they're like, all right, this is enough. And Ben's are like, yeah, I already had this suspicion that was this guy from the get-go. And Mike's like, stop fucking around with me then. He's like, then, well, you know, you don't need me anymore. All right. Well, huh. what I think is interesting after this. Oh, they talk about the guy that he killed the day prior. They're like, yeah, you know, he's still alive. He's like, like, yeah, what? he's ready to turn you in. 
And so they bring Mike back to their dad, who we already mentioned is Denny. And Denny does already explain to you, like, they own the city. That's why they have the cops in the bag and all that stuff for them. That's why they can get away with all this shit. Anywho, Denny's experiment is like, what the fuck? This is kind of cool. This is almost um, Dr. Satan kind of shit. So I feel like this guy and his kids, they actually, like, I kind of like them. I kind of like the way they played up into their parts and stuff. But I think they were supposed to be even bigger. Like, the characters reminded me, like, oh, these guys are basically supposed to be, what's the name of the fucking family from Repo the Genetic Opera? Oh, I couldn't tell you the names. I can't remember. But but I know what you're saying. Yes. I know exactly what you're saying. It seems like it's supposed to be them, right? Right. Yeah, that, that makes sense. That's kind of the trope, almost. So, next time, hire Bill Mosley. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Yes, please. No, actually, I think they all did a good job. Yeah, Once no, again, agree, it was but... probably just... What they had to work with. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, (laughs) yes, exactly. Still good, but yeah. Like, they did a good job, but what they were supposed to be seemed more evident than what they were. Yes, I'm sure there's a lot of factors involved because of that, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. That's neither here nor there, but yes. If we had our our ways, (laughs) God, that would be great. (laughs) Ooh, especially at this age, hire Bill Mosley to be fucking Denny at this point. Because anyway. he's older and instead of one of the kids. I mean, I'm okay with that. If he's okay with that, I'm okay with that. <laughs> Get Paris Hilton back. <laughs> I know, man. Here's, Yo, that's her best role. Oh, without a doubt. Way Wait, better than her porno. Lackluster. <laughs> yeah. Here's something I did like, and it caught me off guard a little bit, and it was a little bit funny. There came a moment when Denny, he was explaining some things to Mike. And those things were who he is, why he looks the way he, you know, he does. Mm-hmm. And he's also warning him, like, mm-hmm. the most dangerous thing is actually the woman in that photo. Because there's a guy who said on revenge, and he's not going to stop until he gets me and my sons. Why do you think you're here? Right? I mean, that's basically what he's telling him. And the, Mike pulls out some dumb shit, like... He says, have you ever been offended by somebody's opinions? He has the fucking, the cleaver in right. you like, oh, that's, he catches hands so quick. <laughs> it was like with the quickness, he caught them hands and it stunned them. Once again, though, it's another thing that makes the ending a little bit of a letdown. Because I do feel like Given. they set Denny up to be a, a little bit more of a match for Adam right. than, than what we get. Than what we get. What we get's fun, mm-hmm. but this scene seems to imply that Denny's actually like a whole nother level fucking badass. Yeah, after you kind of set up Mike as like this badass with this really sounds like sketchy shit he was doing. Mm-hmm. When you have the story like the dog didn't come out right, and then you get the actual flashback, so we see that like that dog took like fifteen bullets. Before the one that he was supposed to put in it to finally put it down. Right. Well, he keeps exaggerating. Like, the first time you hear Denny explain, he's like, I had to kill my dog with my bare hands. Yeah. And then, yeah, it starts to change. He's like, yeah, I had to shoot it. I had to do this. I couldn't do this. (laughs) But then we see that by using the Neurokrill, he managed to keep the fucking, the bum alive. Yes. And then he reveals, like, it changes the system of the person. It mutates you. I've been taking this since, since I was nine. nine. This dude, he's got kids. Then he unleashes them hands. <laughs> but with all that build up, we get what we I get know. in the end. 
And it like makes he should have turned into some giant fucking Tetsuo oh, penis tank dude. and attacked Chaplin. Some of this kind of had that feel. This film has elements of several different films we've already reviewed, but it doesn't lessen it. It's just it's like, oh, that's kind of quasi. Maybe the maybe it is an influence. Maybe it's not. I was expecting him to go fucking like full Akira and like. Oh. Right after Adam kind of flexed up, I'm like, hold on, hold up. This guy's leveling up right now. Right. Yeah, where are you at, Denny? Come on, dude. But maybe he just ran out of juice. I don't know. It was still fun in the end, though. Uh, yeah, Like, it was, it was kind it of was a disappointment fun. because of how much this scene sets up Denny. Right. But. You're right. Given. It's fun. Given, given. The only thing that you can argue with, I, I think the counter argument was like, well, Adam, he's got the demons on his side. <laughs> He's right. got that vengeful spirit. Like, it doesn't matter what you throw at him. This dude's going to pulverize it. Everybody's catching hands and feet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, that's why. Isn't that what happened with the inspector, too? He was catching feet. Like, yeah. God <laughs> damn. He was catching them, man. After Mike catches them hands, Adam winds up running back to these, uh, the homeless guy who winds up like putting gas on this other dude, homeless dude. Because he thinks that dude's Adam. I think he thinks that guy was Mike. Oh, yeah. He thinks that guy's Mike because he's like, look, my fucking, my arm. Yeah, like. because they almost have the same kind of gear on, mm-hmm. if you want to call that. Yeah. And then Adam's like, he sees all that shit after the guy pulls the gun on him and dumps gas on him, kicks him out, and like kicks his leg out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, commences to fucking him up. There you go. Guy gets away. Kind of wish they wouldn't waste the money on that 3D bullet. Yeah. <laughs> Use that to fix your filter some, bro. I know, man. They could have, but... The rest of your effects are good enough. You could have done some sort of physical effect on the back of his head. I agree, man. That's a good point. Reuse one of your other fucking heads that you're already blowing out. We're not going to tell the difference. Like, no, yeah. You can repurpose those things. That's cool. Whatever. We'll forgive you. <laughs> do what you got to do. It's just that 3D bullet was bad. Yeah, it was. Oh, well. Anyway. That's okay. All right. Ben and Derek. Now they're driving Mike to the hideout because they're figuring it out that... It's more than likely Adam's hiding out where they burned his wife alive. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Yes, they're right. The drive was a little bit funny because, like, Mike's in the back with fucking uh, Stevie Goldust. (laughs) Oh, he kind of does look like Goldust. That's fucking hilarious. (laughs) And his brother's up there being like, see, my brother doesn't think you can do it because you kind of look homeless. He said, but we know, like, I know. And I'm like, your brother can't see him. He doesn't know what he looks like. That was fucking hilarious. This film, honestly, this film does have some clever moments in it like Mm -hmm. that. Like, they set up certain things, even though some are on the nose, like the whole cross in the inspector's office. And then, you know, the Jesus bleeding. Like, you know shit like that's going to happen. But a lot of this stuff is pretty good. Mike versus Adam. Shit. Bit of a fucking letdown, right? That's like, what I'm saying. After they... Glambo goes out like a bitch. Big time, dude. He gets fucked. Big time. I was like, basically, he, his face was used as a punching bag for Adam. Did he throw anything at Adam? How did that play out? Does he even get a swing at Adam? Like, Oh, no, he doesn't. No. You know what? I know how it plays out. Adam basically headbutts his ass, stuns him, and then just pounds on him. And that's that. Doesn't Mike try to team up with them and be like, yeah. I'm against those assholes like, too? He's like, thank you, but I already have a friend. Mm-hmm. He shows him the demon, and then he punches him out of the fucking wall somewhere up in the upper floor down onto Ben and Derek's car. It spooks them. Oh, my God, that shit's hilarious. Because Ben just takes off, right? 
Yeah, because you see Adam way up there. His eyes are all whited out, and he's flexing and shit. And you're right, Stevie Goldust is left behind. <laughs> and he does this whole, bed. Well, the best part is, like, whatever. Like, we see, like, Adam gets him, and then we see what happens to him in a bit. But he gets got by Adam. Ben goes back to Daddy. And yeah. I, I didn't write down the exact line, but Denny, at one point, He's just like, I know you're both cowards. Why isn't your brother with you? And he's like, well, I just got split up and I just took off. And he's, or I can't remember what he says. And Denny's basically like, so you're telling me that your blind brother would rather walk home. Yeah. Then go in the car with you. Get in the car with you. It's like, yeah. (laughs) Well, a little bit prior to Ben coming into the room, Denny has a flashback of that dog moment again and you get a little bit more info creepy fucking ripped off face cg child denny is creepy as fuck that was pretty gnarly i kind of like all that makeup and stuff with him (laughs) i want to say this right now that kind of makeup when i was really young eight nine ten years old kind of gave me the creeps yeah because how creepy it looks now it's just like i kind of admire it but I know how it makes certain people feel, especially when you're much younger. It creeps you out. And I'm like, man, that kind of make it, especially for a kid and stuff, it is creepy as fuck. <laughs> but it's effective, too. Can we get ripped up face child Denny hanging out with Skull Kid from Headless for a fucking dude, movie? Dude, yeah, I'm down 100%. One of them's carrying around Abe in the entire time. Dude, <laughs> hell yeah. We've had some good runs with some of these kids, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm down, I'm down. But... <laughs> Yeah, once Adam scoops up Derek, game over for Derek. But what I was getting at is during that flashback, we get a little bit more info of what really happened. And Denny becomes, I guess, upset that he couldn't finish the job. And he slices that fucking, his experiment, mm-hmm. that guy that he saved in half. That was cool. That was But that was kind of like, I've seen people get sliced yeah. vertically before. Or yeah. Some Here's, of this other shit I ain't seen before. I've seen this before. <laughs> <laughs> Something that I noticed in that scene, man, is the props. That mm. knife, when he picks it up, like, if you really pay attention, you can tell, like, it's foam and shit. <laughs> but because they mask it so well, they hide it so well, you can't really tell because you're not really paying attention in that way that we normally would. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, damn. They kind of get away with some shit. But I like it. It's effective, though. It, yeah, it looks good. I just... Well, yeah, we've seen it before. I've seen someone get slightly. Like, I yeah. was like, as soon as he it's picked okay. up the knife, I'm like... You're going to have to show me some shit right now or else I'm going to yawn. Oh, yeah. nope, here comes again. Oh, no, dude. it ain't that bad. But <laughs> Here's how we find out what happens with Derek. Is as you've already mentioned, Ben is explaining to his dad what happened to his brother. They get a phone call. And on the phone call, you hear screams coming from Derek. And then in the next cut, you see Adam with Derek leads him outside after what I think the demon shows... Mm-hmm. It makes people's eyes go red, makes them bleed and stuff. And then he gets that stake, that pole. Right, right, right. And uh, does some Adam the Impaler work on him, some business. I'm like, whoa, okay. <laughs> that's pretty gnarly. Lots of blood once again. I mean, basically, that's the call that it's on, though. And Denny's like, all right, well, we know where he's at. Let's go get his ass. Yeah, he's like, we're bringing everyone. We're bringing the troops. We're bringing the whole squad, you know. And that's what happened. So in between Derek getting staked and the phone call, Denny, Ben, and the death squad show up. 
And a little bit in between that, Adam is, I think he has a dream, right, once again with his wife. We see her burned, but in the upside-down cross position Mm -hmm. and what have you, and he's, you know, screaming, and he wakes up out of his dream and what have you. And is that where he names the demon? Derek's or... Derek, yeah. is that what it is? Yeah. Because there was that story of how the dog was named Denny. Oh, right, yeah. So there's a little bit of that spruced in there. I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. Call a little callback from earlier. <laughs> yeah, and then as soon as that happens, after Derek gets named, the squad shows up and they start shooting at Adam. Adam survives it. The demon tells him, he's like, we're going to fight. And so they do. But there's like a gas tank inside. First off, I wanted to say the shootout was actually kind of cool, like, because they were kind of fucking up the environment. They were. <laughs> like, that was actually kind of neat. Like, the impact from the guns actually seemed like they meant something. And, like, yeah, the man. audio design and shit, like, really played into the percussiveness of it. I will say, yeah, you're right. They did a really fantastic mm-hmm. job with that. Like, the shootout was, it was pretty good. fucking cool. I think one of the highlights of this fucking movie is when that fucking gas tank explodes oh. and the carnage wrecked on the fucking Death Squad. That was really awesome. I really did like that, too. What happens to the Death Squad is some of my favorite gore in the entire well, fucking movie. Oh, it, it goes where we've been hoping it was going to go for a long time. Uh, like the fucking just the, like the fountain of blood coming out of the top of the guy's head as he's fucking like nice. searching around wow. for his gun as the top of his head's missing and shit. So like, much blood, gore, carnage. Just one after the other comes at him and he just... Does his thing, man. He's usually punching holes in faces, punching his hand through people's hearts. That was all right. We saw, we knew that was coming. Yeah, that was that was coming. Right, but everything in between still was like, oh, this fucker's getting it. Somebody's catching hands. Someone's catching feet. I mean, we kind of already brought up the Denny fight, though. Yeah. Like instead of it being this crazy throwdown, they throw down a little bit for, for a little bit, but. Adam's but it's like 20 seconds. Him. He's blocking shit. Yeah, he's like, block, block, block. And then they you have You hit me the, one decent time, but that's all you're going to get. They have the samurai fucking square off and the fucking dueling quick, you know, quicker than your fucking eye can move moment. Yeah. And Except instead like, of like a sword swipe, Adam fucking rips out a couple of his ribs. Yo, yep, exposes them. And as soon as he crunches them, then he started the bleeding. So I thought there was a couple of things that were cool. We had the mostly shrouded and shadow Denny's face reveal to Mike earlier. So it kind of sets up that they might show it like full on by the end of the movie. But they subvert that by going the other way where like the character of Adam doesn't give a shit. He's just out for his revenge. Yeah. And so he punches the fucking mask on. So or you can't take it off. So he can never take it off again. Bitch. <laughs> I thought that was a cool subversion. I agree because, yeah, we're kind of expecting it. And then when we do get it, it's still shrouded in mystery. And I like even, the eyes, though, though. That you even touch. have that, like, beat during the fight where, like, they pause for a second. And you have that moment You're where like, it's oh, like, is he going to rip it off maybe. to be like, I'm going to see the fucking face of the man that killed my wife or something like that. And he's yeah. just like, I don't, I don't give, give a fuck. shit. Like, I'm just going to beat I don't the give fuck, a fuck out of you. Yeah, ain't shit you can do. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> well, here's something interesting. This is kind of another loop around, I suppose, if you want to call it that, because somewhere in the beginning of the film, Adam says that he's going to smash him into pieces, like a million pieces. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's essentially what he does right here. Yeah, he, yeah, he rips most of his fucks, skin off. He fucks him up so bad. It starts with his hands, right? He's punching Denny so much, he's starting to make Denny levitate off the ground. Yeah. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. 
I ain't mad. I'm just saying, like, God damn. But yeah, I mean, he winds up picking up Derek. <laughs> this was fucking wild. Swings out, yeah, and he makes both of them bursts. Yeah, he Doesn't swings into like a million Derek, pieces. Impaled Derek like a bat, hitting Denny in the body so hard that both their bodies explode, leaving only Denny's head. Yes. I'm like, damn, that was an interesting wraparound from what he said earlier about smashing them into a million pieces. But after that, because of... It's already been applied that, you know, because this is a revenge story that somewhere along the way... He sold Adam sold a soul. Yeah, so that's what the steam is ready to collect. And so Adam gets sucked up by his spirit self or whatever the fuck, his demon side. That was really vague. I don't know. You kind of got the gist of what was going on. Yeah, something to that effect. He dies. It's either, yeah, it's either he gets sucked up. I don't know why it's himself. a version of himself sucking his soul. Yeah, we don't but know. But I suppose you could also interpret that as maybe the demon has control of his body now. Yeah, I mean, that's a good argument. Because his soul's out of it. Because de- it's, yeah, it's, it's already the demon's over. soul. It's already over. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Debt's collected. And he'll never get to see his wife again. Cause yeah, because there's that little segment right after, after the zoom in on his eyeball where it appears that he's reunited with his wife and they're in that embrace and that wind again. Mm-hmm. And he reaches out to touch her face and she... Oh, and it's the wind again. I didn't realize that. And yeah. she was talking about before. Okay. Yeah, she disintegrates and that's, that's that, you know? And I'm like, all right, a few things. That's actually a little bit better than I originally thought like, it was. Th- it's but... not bad. Like, it's not great, but it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Even the little shit like that, even though it's cliche, at least they wrapped it up. It still fits. It's like little things like that. It's clever. It doesn't make this film any better, but it's still a nice touch. Okay. So your verdict on its marketing. Bloodiest movie ever. I'm going to say no. Yeah, I'm going to say no, but it's up there. But the films that beat it aren't as violent. Agreed. Yeah, I agree with that totally because... This is gnarly. Like, if you really want some splatter, this is a good one, dude. I still think pound for pound, Dead Alive might have more blood and gore. Yeah. Maybe not a lot more, but But, think of the aftermath of the fucking lawnmower scene. Dude, yes. Just the whole party scene. I mean, sequence. Throughout. Throughout. But is it as violent? No. No. Not as violent, but I'd say bloodier and gorier, perhaps. Evil Dead remake. Yeah, there's a lot of blood, but not as violent. I mean, they had this moment. Not as violent. Like, there's some gnar moments. But yeah, but not quite still like this, probably, no, no, no. still probably bloodier. Yeah. If only because there's a fucking blood rain at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's like, who knows how much. <laughs> because we've brought it up a number of times, Tokyo Gore Police. It's up there for sure. It has a lot of blood in that. This might beat that out. Yeah, I would say it might eke it out. You're right. I think it beats it out for sure on gore. Yeah, that's hard to argue with. That's hard to argue with that one. But actual amount of blood? It's arguable. And the violence is similar. Right. It doesn't quite take the edge. This one takes the edge just because of (laughs) it goes straight to like that anime and manga style over the top. Although this doesn't go some of the other weird that Tokyo Gore Police does go with, like, the dog boy and shit. Yeah, there's some sexy things (laughs) that this film doesn't go down. But then that's okay, because it doesn't have to. It's not really necessary in this film. Trying to think, what else would we put it up against? Mm. 
It's a good question. Because Dead Alive is the one that immediately comes to mind. Like, if you're going to call yourself the bloodiest movie of right, all time, right. that's kind of like what you got to beat in my head. Yeah, that is kind of the outlier if you're going to put it up there, man. It's like, all right, what about this one, though? <laughs> How does it stack up? Yeah, I would put it up there amongst some of those. I wouldn't give it the crown. Nah. But, you know. Well, like I said, maybe more violent than those, though. Yeah, and I would say, yeah, you're right. You are right. Like, if you want to see something that's a lot more violent. And that can completely change it for some people. And I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I'm quite all right with that, man. There's nothing wrong with that. I just, you know, for me, yeah, I think there's different styles. I'm not quite ready to say better, per se, but there's different levels to this. Style thing, we fucking talked about it again and again. I mean, it's a live-action anime in a lot of respects. There's some things that I don't think translate well. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, they, they took there was a, There's a I certain point in the movie where I couldn't fucking stand <laughs> the goddamn inverted cross showing up again and again for stupid fucking reasons. Yeah. But those are things that, not even anime, if you go to, like, comic, manga or western comic, if you're doing some of those same scenes in like maybe like the old school manga black and white more look or like a grayscale look or just framing it where you don't see any of the movement and you're having to just fill that in with your mind some of those probably work better yeah you know what i mean like when he's doing the stupid fucking (laughs) interrogation and the demon decides to pop out of his shoulder, and of course the blood splatter that it pops out has to also leave the fucking inverted cross on the wall. His calling card, yeah, of course. It was fucking cheesy as shit watching it in live action. If you did that over the course of like three comic panels, it kind of just looks like a cool artistic choice. Yeah, I see what you're saying. It depends on how you deliver it. And especially if you're doing it in like the black and white or gray scale... And the way that, like, blood can sort of blend into shadows and how, like, dimly lit that scene was, it kind of would make it, you know, on the page, it would make it a little bit more ambiguous and sort of just like this arty splat rather than the cheese factor we got. Yeah, we got a little spud on the wall. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know exactly what you're saying with that. Yeah, that's a solid point. But I think with these guys, they probably just, like, they just went for it, you know? Like, how many chances were we going to get to do this? And that's cool. Yeah. They took risks, but, you know, sometimes those risks come with not just rewards, but, you know. This is not a great movie, and if you want to criticize it, you can all day long. It is fucking fun and ridiculous. It really is, and that's why I really, really enjoy this film. Because of that, and it's aware of that. It knows. It's the whole fucking it has thing to too. know. Come on. This it guy, has to know, right? I don't think this guy whatsoever and or his brother whatsoever considering some of the other films they have in their catalog that's kind of a dead giveaway right okay with that being said i don't think they're taking this film too serious they're not tommy wiseau no i hope not but i don't think so that'd be kind of hilarious but i don't think so that's the funniest version of this movie where this was all done completely seriously right yeah this is a metaphor for my life (laughs) I fucking hope not. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong, though. Because that would be a really interesting story. So, did I see that there's a sequel? There's a sequel in the that, process of In the seen. process, okay. Yeah, but I think it doesn't like have the funds and stuff. So okay. That's what I know, but I don't know how accurate that is either. I guess 
I wish I had a cooler name than Adam Chaplin. Yeah, but I think they're probably playing on the whole Adam and Eve. I think so too. And like a chaplain's like a preacher. Yeah, so a pastor. I mean, I get it, perhaps, but I think it's a better name for a sequel once we know who the character of Adam Chaplin is. Yeah, is it literally him or is it a spirit, a vengeful spirit? I don't know. <laughs> like this one should have just been like punch your fucking face in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, right. Shit. I don't know. Yeah. Um, it was a lot of fun. Fucking, I have a feeling like a lot of people probably have not watched this movie. If you're okay with that much blood and violence, like this is oh. should be near the top of your list to try to get too soon. Without a doubt, we've already mentioned several films that fall in that category of you know gory, bloody, splatter, etc. This definitely fills the bill, and it would make a good complimentary piece to a few films. Some of the Japanese films we've talked about, it would fit in that billing. You know, Tokyo Gore mm-hmm. Police and things like that. Maybe even a little bit of Ichi the Killer and stuff like that, too. Oh, yeah, I could see that. A little bit of Ichi, for sure. Yeah, I don't know if I have much else to say about it, though. No, I think it's a fun one to watch with a group of friends. If you're into this style of horror, it'll be a fun one. Especially if you're on some sort of substance to get past the crappiness yes. looking of parts. And of if you're clever enough to find that website that we've been talking about... <laughs> But definitely don't plug them <laughs> unless they give you their consent. We just don't want them to go away. They make yeah, our job a lot don't easier. Don't ruin it for everybody. <laughs> don't. Keep it a secret, but, you know, keep it on the lowdown. But I have a feeling there's no way they have some of those flicks legally. Who's to say? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know how they run their business. I don't know, but I'm glad they have what they have. Anyway, did we decide on next week? I don't think so. Not yet that I'm aware of. Yeah, because we went through our plan. We went from the 30s up. <laughs> we did. You're skipping right. and hitting the mods. Here we is. Maybe we'll start to hit some evens. Perhaps we'll see. Even it up a little bit. Yeah, we've been odd lately. <laughs> Maybe we'll make it odder. We'll see. I don't know yet, but for this week, I'm Tyler. I'm Danny. Fried squirms out. out. Hi, everybody. Tyler here. If you like the podcast, please hit subscribe however you're listening to us right now. Also, if you could rate and review us however you're listening to us, or preferably over on Apple Podcasts, that'd be super cool as the entire world is ran on algorithms and we want to be all up in them. Uh, We highly appreciate it whenever you tell all your friends about us. If you have any suggestions, comments, questions, want us to put eyes on your current independent horror project, you can always contact us, squirmcast at gmail.com, or you can contact us through our website, www.friedsquirms.com. Scroll through our entire back catalog there, or click the links up at the top as we are part of the Earverm Podcast Network, uh, and would love it if you went and checked out some of our sister shows. Uh, The easiest way to keep track of things across the entire network is to go over to that website. That's earverm.com, E-A-R-V-V-Y-R-M.com. You can search for us across all the social medias. If you type in Fried Squirms, we should be what pops up. I'm not going to give you all those ats. So with all of that in mind, we'd love to hear from you. Until next time, peace.